0: Log Talk Radio Ten, eight,
1: nine, eight Seven
2: My name's Tom Marcos, El President. It's time to kick it. <clears throat> things off today on another Saturday morning. Over the next hour, I'll be glad when we get back to two hours with, when uh, NFL gets back at full force and we've got some other things going on at full force. But, hey, we got a great hour in store for you today. Steve Wilson of Speedway Digest. Editor-in-Chief of SpeedwayDigest.com, our official NASCAR contributor, joins us and talks with us a little bit about the truck race from last night and what's going on in Atlanta this weekend, and uh, as we get ready for the the chase, if you will, the second half of the, the season with NASCAR. Also, Tony Donahue from the Tony D Podcast is going to be joining us, and we're talking about the NBA Finals. Well, as we titled the show, the sun sets in the west. So uh, the suns are certainly on fire right now. We'll get into some conversation with him, as well as uh, what's going on with IndyCar as they get ready to roll into Nashville here in just a few short weeks. 917-889-8516 is our digits, and we'll be right back right here on The Balance Radio Network.
0: The Air National Guard, guarding America, defending freedom. I, got, I, got, I can't believe it. I've
2: been playing 4-on-4 with a barbershop quartet.
0: Pass the ball,
2: pass the road. We're open, just pass the ball. Nah, I can't believe how easy it was to save hundreds of dollars on my car insurance with Geico. Yeah. Shoot
1: Shoot the
2: Believe it, Skycar could save you 15% or more on car insurance Morning face You get is when you don't sleep well This is what happened to Linda Morning, Good morning. guys Good morning. Good, morning. Good, morning. Good morning What is oh. that thing? It's me, Linda Oh my god, it talks! Right! No, it's me, Linda from HR It looks hungry! Save the children! Save them! <laughs> Stay back! I've got mates! Ow! We're moving! It's called beauty sleep for a reason. And there's never been a better time to
0: get some. Get 20% off IKEA Sultan mattresses. IKEA, love your home.
1: Oh, hi. Uh, hey. I've seen on the board, do you guys have Black Rifle coffee here? <laughs> no, I'm sorry, we only carry good small batch of coffee here. Well, it is... Great small batch coffee. Well, that really can't be unless it's fresh roasted, so I um, don't, you know. Well, it is fresh roasted. I don't, I don't think you know what that means. You know what this is? This is Masa Le Pique, which of course, in the Indonesian, lang- oh, let me finish. In the Indonesian language, it's weasel coffee. You just made that up. No, it's been passed through their digestive tract. That's disgusting. And then it's nature's wet processing. Yeah, but is it good? I mean, it's all right. Are they investor philanthropists? Do they support good causes? Yeah, tons of causes. Veterans causes and first responder causes. But it doesn't matter because they make good coffee. So that's what I'm wanting. Do you have any? You know what? Actually, I'm, I'm just going to order it. They make it fresh and okay. roasted. Mm-hmm.
2: Black Rifle Coffee. It's good. Back to the balance. My name is Tom Mark Lassail, president. Take time to kick things off. Joining us now is Steve Wilson, Speedway Digest editor in chief of SpeedwayDigest.com and our official NASCAR contributor. Steve, how are you, sir? Yeah, good. How about yourself? Fantastic. Once uh, we see, I could complain, but it wouldn't do me any good. <laughs> well, what a great race we had last <laughs> night in the Na- uh, NASCAR Camping World Truck Series at Knoxville. Uh, certainly a drama-filled <coughs> uh, inaugural NASCAR race there at Knoxville. Uh, at the end of a remarkable race, an equally remarkable race track. Austin Hill took home the trophy. Uh, obviously, uh, Austin is is nose, no no uh, stranger to. Uh, uh, victory lane there in the truck series, uh, but certainly won the... I think what I think we like a lot about this race is that it was in the dirt. You know, I I don't think that we get to see dirt racing as much as we should. I'm excited to see that they're adding some of these to the tracks. It'd be nice if we could see it happen in the the, uh, main NASCAR series. I I think we saw something at... um, at uh, not too long ago with with the Xfinity series, uh, but Steve, uh, talk with us about the inaugural race out at Knoxville last night. Yeah, I mean uh, last last night at, at Knoxville, um,
3: I, I think the ending of the race kind of changed a lot of or maybe changed some people's opinions or the way that I look at some of these uh, Dart series races that, that we're running, uh, there was a lot of frustration on, on, the, on from the side of the drivers. Uh, there was a lot of frustration from post race from fans on social media about um, the way the race ended. And then um, maybe there's some procedures that need to be looked at as, as far as, uh, you know, uh, if we continue to have some of these uh unit racks like we did uh, four back-to-back going into turn one that um trying to finish the race out and uh, I know a lot of people said that uh you know with, with the amount of trucks that were on the track and kind of didn't understand why NASCAR car didn't go to a single file restart like they did um at bristol uh, you know being a short track where they covered up at dirt about two months ago or so and you know, that, that way maybe alleviate some of that um, that we saw last night. Now, you know, in fairness, we didn't see, you know, those similar type of incidences throughout the race. But, you know, in the closing laps there, you know, we had some of the big ones that, you know, we would no, no, normally see at place like detona or Daytona. And, um, you know, mm-hmm. at one point we had something like 12, 12, 14 trucks tied up into one. that so they could clean track up and, you know, it just kept happening back-to-back and, um, you know, I can see the, you know, what, why maybe they should have gone to a single car restart to, you know, try and alleviate some of that and get the race over with and, uh, um, you know, I hope to going forward if NASCAR is going to continue to go into some of these racetracks, like these dirt tracks and no matter what dirt track it is, um, you know, maybe they have some of these alternating um, officiating where you know, if they are seeing these um, kind of issues crop up like that, that you know they move to a single file restart or or whatever um, you know, whatever is the most uh, you know the best way to to try and get the race finished out um, without seeing you know some of the frustrations that we saw. And, you know, that I think uh, Sheldon Creed said that they don't even belong there. Um, Zane Smith, after the after the race, uh, made a comment on social media that says, you know, this is kind of why, um, you know, dirt, dirt, dirt fans and dirt racers and drivers, you know, last us. And, you know, there, there was a lot of frustration all around from, from various different drivers. And while at the end of the night, Austin Hill, um, uh, was, uh, victorious and, uh, you know, uh, well locked into the, um, uh, championship, uh, chase, uh, playoffs later on this year, it's just, uh, yeah, I, I think some of that kinda of gets overshadowed by the fact of, you know, just how the race <clears throat> ended last night and mm-hmm. you know, going forward hopefully NASCAR takes a look at this and uh, yeah, maybe they'll uh, change some of those officiating or change some of the um ways that they uh, try and finish these races out or, you know, even if this were to happen in the middle of the race, maybe uh, mm-hmm. they, uh take take away and take away the double file restarts and move to a single file restart to, to make sure that the race continues to, to go off pretty smoothly. Well,
2: yeah, you know, absolutely. You would think, you, it, well, you know, common sense doesn't always come into play. But you would think on on dirt track especially, they want to do the, the single-file restarts. I mean, we had a 17-truck uh, crash ignited in turn one seconds after the field took, took the green flag for the first overtime in lap 154. And you talk about some frustrations. Let's talk about, you know, the 10-time uh, uh, World uh, Outlaws champion, Donnie Schultz, who really thought he had a top-ten finish. You know, and he said, I had nowhere to go. I, I was just along for the ride. And I, I think you, you talk about the frustrations of, of the driver and you listen to Chad's uh, talk. Instead, instead of getting a top 10 finish, you finished 32nd uh, because of the way uh, that they decided to do a restart. And in overtime on dirt, I think that there needs to be some, um, well, life's lessons learned here.
3: No, I, I I think that the takeaway here is is that uh you know, when we when we raced at Aldora the track was much wider than it is at um mm-hmm. at and you know, there, there's a lot more there's a lot more room to move around and uh, kind of maneuver um, you know, through some of these incidences. Um, where you just don't have that at Knoxville, it's you know not as wide of a racetrack, and really you know when you look at Knoxville, it, it kind of races more like Martinsville, where the bottom groove groove is the preferred groove, and really the only way that you're going to make any ground up. So you know seconds after you know or even inches after they get past the the start finish line, everybody's trying to duck down to the bottom like they do at Martinsville, and you know we we you know well while well, Martinsville. Uh, as a totally different animal, it, it kind of, you know, knocks all, almost kind of races like that where where everybody is, you know, all trying to clamor to get to the bottom there. And, you know, there's just no room out there to, to, to get in, to try and maneuver. And, um, yeah, I mean, it it, 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 it we have a, a, several of these instances back to back to back, and everybody trying to do the same exact thing going into turn one. And, you know, there's just no room for them to be there.
2: Well, I tell you what, it is a crazy finish as it was. It did finish, and, and like we mentioned, Austin Hill uh, won the inaugural race. Of course, Chandler Smith finished second. Grant Grant Eppinger finished third. Todd Gillahan finished fourth. Pole winner Derek Cross finished fifth. Uh, and certainly one of the things that we saw happen yesterday, with one race to go before the playoffs, John Hunter Nemechek has clinched the regular season championship and the 15. Uh, playoff points that that go with it. And so certainly that brings us over to the conversation of standings before we talk about what's going on in Atlanta this week. John Namichek, Ben Rhodes, Todd, Jillian, Austin Hill, uh, Sheldon Creed, Zane uh, Zane Smith, Matt Crafton, Carson Arcaver, sorry about that, Chandler Smith, and Stuart Friesen. round out the top ten in the uh, 2021 NASCAR Camping World Truck Series standings.
3: Yeah, I mean, this year has really just been about John Hunter Nemechek. Ever, you know, he's he's got um, <clears throat> excuse me five wins underneath of him already. Uh, you know this 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 part of the year, and um, you know he's he's beat out um, you know his lost a couple different times. Um, you know, and, and, and just racing for them. And, and when um, Nemechek came over and you know left the Cup Series last year to come here, he said you know he was just looking for a change in direction where. He would have an opportunity to win, and I think, well, that's all he's really done, he's won, you know, five of these events already this year. Uh, you know, leading um, the race wins for all of these uh, drivers, and. Uh, you know, that, that brings us back over into, you know, off the hill. outside has been pretty consistent as we go through the year, and last night was his first win logging himself. You know, he, he was already pretty well locked into this thing as it was. It was just, you know, that win just kind of solidified that, um, you know, being locked in, and, uh, you know, somebody else who's been pretty impressive this year is Pablo, uh, and he's uh, he won at CODA a couple of weeks back uh, to lock himself in, but you know that that team has been fairly consistent as, as well, and um, I, I think there's been a lot of improvements. Todd uh, Lynn has left Kyle Busch Motorsports and came over, and uh, you know that the, that truck is fielded by both his uh, his dad and um, Front Row Motorsports, which um, you know his dad drove for, for for quite a number of years, and uh, you know it just it, it's been it's been a, a for them. I mean, last night you even saw Todd going leading laps out there and contending for for the lead before you know some of these incidences <laughs> and the uh, you know uh, you know other things that kind of uh, changed the course of the race throughout the night. But you know, overall, I think I think right now we we have a lot of different drivers up there that you know is uh, you know will will make a good um, battle towards the end. But really, I, I think this is going to come down to uh, you know John Hunter Nemechek and just to do what he does, and uh, you know, as long as nothing, nothing changes, I, I think he's probably the perennial favorite in, in all of this uh, to win it at the end of the year.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Let's we'll see what's going on in Atlanta, Hot Atlanta, if you will. Very fast track. Can Kyle Bush go for a perfect five-for-five five season in the NAS- NASCAR Xfinity season? The two-time Cup Series champion makes his fifth and final Xfinity start of the year. Uh, today in Atlanta. Of course, that's 3.30 on the NBC Sports net- Network. Uh, <clears throat> certainly, Bush claimed a win last Saturday at Road America. He's also won the, the season at, at Circuits of America's Texas Motor Speedway, Nashville Super uh, Speedway. Uh, his 100, which, was, by the way, was his 100th series victory. Meanwhile, we also look at Justin Allgager, who will go for the season sweep at Atlanta back in March. A pit road speeding penalty uh, for Cup regular Martin Truex Jr. opened the door for Al Gager uh, to earn his first win of the season. Uh, his victory has somewhat been overshadowed, however, by a, certainly by the post-race confrontation on pit row between Daniel Hemrick and Noah Gregston. So we look at the Xfinity race in uh, Atlanta. Kyle Bush is certainly a force to contend with. And anytime we talk about Kyle or Kurt Busch, for that matter, we're pretty much talking about a serious in it-to-win it type. Scenario. Yeah, you know that uh,
3: this is something that Kyle Busch right? said an off-the-cuff comment in, what, in 2018 or something like that. That once he hit 100 wins, that he would walk away. But you know, it's uh, you know it's, it, he never knew when he was going to hit 100 wins and you know, as JGR and everybody had said, you know, they sold these races with, with the, you know, with the promise that Kyle is going to be in these cars, and you know, he's clicked off that 101st win, and, you know, going into Atlanta today, he'll, he'll again be a favorite out there. You know, Atlanta is a very fast track, but it's also a track with a, with a very, very old surface, so tire management is definitely going to be something that you're going to have to watch both today and tomorrow, and, you know, especially now that it's in the middle of summer and the daylight, and you know that that's really gonna you know cause some of these tires to, to be cheated up pretty quickly, and tire management will be you know what what are looking for but you know uh you know you listen to Kyle Bush and I think we just you know what more is there to say about them at this point. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> Yeah, I mean, what more What more can we say? Kyle Busch, insert win here. Uh, at some point, how, how, many, how many? when you get to your 100th uh, series win, a win is just a, a another uh, win. Let's talk about the standings in the in NASCAR Xfinity Series before we get over to the Cup Series for this weekend. Austin Sendrick, A.J. Allmendinger, Justin Allgager, Daniel Hemrick, Jeff Burton, Harrison Burton, Justin Ailey, Matt Snyder, Brandon Jones, uh, Noah Gregson which is obviously the protege of Dale jr uh michael Annette and jeremy Clements round out the top 11 who who we expect to be in uh the, the chase certainly those are the ones above the line if you if you would say
3: yeah you know, I have been pretty impressed this year uh AJ Allenbinger has been out of the, the car for for quite some time and he he's only ran a couple of here he is, back in his first full time season, uh, in a in a car in the Xfinity Series uh, in particular. But uh, he's won twice this year already. Second standing that you know they've they've stepped up and, and really come up this year. Uh, and I think that also just shows not only with him but also shows with Justin Haley, um, who's not too far behind him, what seven eight something like that. Where um, you know that team that team also has you know, been very consistent all year long, you know, putting good foot in the finishing races uh, throughout the year. And uh, for, for uh, you know, a team like College Racing that has, you know, continuously built and built and built a little at the time that, uh, you know, here they are in, in um, putting, putting, you know, recognizing the talent of AJ Arndinger, Um and, and putting him back in the car for a full-time uh, ride is, you know, definitely in contention this year um, along with Justin Haley. And, you know, Haley's, Haley's also going to, you know, be be a part of, you know, something larger and bigger when when they also move to Cup. So, um, you know, th- this is something that, you know, uh, that College Racing has, you know, always continued to build upon, and I think you know, they're seeing the fruits of their labor at this point. Well, it, But also, I mean, you look at also changing, what was it, it, like, four wins, three, four wins already this year for him, and it's just really – you know, he's, he's really stepped up, and you know, he, I think, you know, he he was kind of the guy that everybody knew that um, this year was going to be in the last year, next inning series, and he was going to take over in the number 21 car with Brothers Racing, which is a satellite a, a uh, team for Penske Motorsports, but, um, or Penske Racing, sorry, but, but then we kind of get the bombshell that uh, Brad Keselowski is going to lead the number two machine over there, so that kind of opens up um pipe pipeline uh per se uh back uh in Topinski and you know office centers with his dad uh uh being a part of the executives in that company is you know i i I think you know that that may be the path that they take, and you know I don't know anything in particular, but you know it's you know that that seems like a better path that you know that would put you know him directly in a Pinsky ride um and and maybe keep. Um, that number 21 Wood brothers uh, machine over there um, you know open in a sense that you know uh, Matt the can come back and continue racing for them so um, you know he's he's done well this year he's shown that he's made improvements this year and I think the four wins is definitely um, something people are looking at and saying well you know he's he's winning and he's doing the things he needs to do and you know that that's why he deserves a
2: ride in the cup Let's get on over to uh, the Cup Series in Atlanta. Obviously, very fast track, you know I am still kind of shocked that we're still having a conversation of why they haven't redone and why they haven't repaved Atlanta. Atlanta is a money uh, money maker for the uh, the the. Uh, the the series uh, it looks like and then maybe they could do some co op money. I know it's not the cheapest maneuver to do, but you would think a track like Atlanta because you you know we're going to have issues with tires. You know that's just going to be the number one thing, and that's certainly going to have to be the thing that that the pit crews and the and the and the crew chiefs take into account. My my curious question before we get into the conversation here: Why haven't they repaved, and resurfaced uh, Atlanta much like they did Michigan and and and, and other big fast motor? Uh, uh, race tracks over the last few years.
3: <clears throat> well, I I think you know with the, with Atlanta, it, it's been something that the drivers have continued to ask and say, hey, we really like the the asphalt here, even though it's worn out, even though it's really gritty and tears tires down, and you know you can slip the slot around, though, you know it's been a track drivers have really enjoyed to drive on, and, and SMI has has gone out there and see the track and. didn't you know, then those things to, to preserve the pavement as much as possible that you can um, with all due respect to nature tear, nature and cars uh, wearing it down. But, you know, that that's something that's about to change. You know, come Monday, that the, that track is going to be torn up, and then they're going to repave it as well as to add some banking and insurance. Um, but, you know, it, 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 they've been really resistant to doing this up until this time, and, and I think you can thank a lot of these drivers have come out properly and said, uh, you know, to, to not repave the track, but, you know, at some point, um, you know, all good things have to come to an end, and, you know, uh, unfortunately, you know, pavement doesn't last forever, and, you know, if you're going to continue to put these cars on there, not just one time a year, but twice a year um, into the future, then you're you're going to have to make some changes out there, you know, definitely that starts with the repave out there. Now, you know, when, when it comes to changing uh, the banking out there, I think they're going to add about four degrees of banking out in the turns, but they're also going to Cut about fifteen, about thirteen to fifteen feet off the track um, in, in the process of, do, of doing so. So that's a that's almost a full groove uh, taken out of the track. And um, you know, some ch- some drivers like Denny Hamlin aren't aren't very happy about this. He said on social media that that he's not very happy about this and how the fact that they don't get it, nobody ever asked the input of the drivers, which you know I I think I have to um, disagree. You know, at least on that fact where you know it's you know, Atlanta has, you know, resisted the again resisted those changes because drivers like um, Danny Hamlin or Dale Jr. or others have said don't repave it, and you know they've been pretty re- resistant and listened to the drivers in that fact. But you know, um, you, know it, you know, I I don't I don't know how you know the racing is going to be improved or uh, by putting those extra three or four degrees of banking into it and taking a groove out of it. Um, you know, I think that'll be remain to be seen. But you know, either way, Hezemeyer is going to do this. On Monday.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, you know, as we look into tomorrow's race, Ryan Blaney earned his spot in the NASCAR uh, Cup Series playoffs with his win in March in the Atlanta Motor, Motor Speedway. Uh, so, we got a lot going on with Team Penske lacking a, raw, a a really a raw speed compared to Hendrick Motorsports and Joe Gibbs uh, Racing. We don't know what's going on there, but let's kind of take a look, look at why we still got a few minutes here of what's going on in the Nat- 2021 NASCAR Cup Series. Kyle Larson uh, leading, and you know, what a great comeback story that is. We don't have time to get into it, but I'm sure certainly everybody that follows the sport knows the second chance that he's gotten, and it looks like he's taken very well advantage of that. Martin Turex Jr., Kyle Busch, Denny Hamilton, Chase Hamilton, William Byron, a- Alex Bowman, Joey Logano, Ryan Blaney, Brad Koloski, Christopher Bell, Michael McDowell, Kevin Harvick, Kurt Busch, Tyler Reddick, and Austin Dillon all above the line uh, as we get ready to go into the the playoffs and and uh, see who can win a championship for 2021 what are we looking at what what how about this story with Kyle Larson
3: yeah i think you're right i mean it's a it's a huge comeback story and you know for for Rick Hendrick to go out there and recognize the talent of uh, Kyle Larson and car this year. It's uh, you know, been a phenomenal, you know, uh, second chance for him and you know, I think he deserves it. I mean he did all the things that everybody asked him to do. He went well above and beyond and you know uh, you know, not without getting into the whole story. As you know, I, I just think everybody deserves that second chance and Kyle Larson has, has gotten that second chance and, and definitely taken advantage of it.
2: Steve Wilson of Speedway Digest, editor-in-chief of Speedway Digest, joins us today. Steve, uh, what are you guys working on for this weekend, and how can people find your work in Masterpieces, sir?
3: You can find us at Speedway Digest on Twitter, Facebook.com, slash Speedway Digest, at SpeedwayDigest.com. I uh, have all uh, the stuff going on there at Atlanta and talking about the replay that will go on on Monday and um, you know, we're we're getting ready to come up uh, into a break here in a couple of weeks with the Olympics. So, you know, that will
2: kind of slow a couple of things down. But, uh, you know, there we are. Ready to go. All right, Steve, you have yourself a good weekend. We'll talk with you soon. All right, thanks a lot. Take care. Steve Wilson of Speedway Digest, our official NASCAR contributor, joins us to break down the action. Last night in Knoxville, certainly a lot of drama there at the race with that. The lack of, if you will, single-start, re- single-pile restarts, certainly nothing but mainland. When you've got dirt and certainly dirt that's when you're in the 154th lap, I mean, you just are going to expect that it's just going to be total... Uh, Calamity, and that's exactly what we saw last night there in Knoxville. We've got Atlanta. Obviously, we, we talked about the the uh, pavement, uh, the track issues that, that are going to be plaguing the Atlanta Motor Speedway with tires, so teams are going to have to take that into account. Uh, certainly, we talked about uh, Kyle Busch, you know, certainly being a, a, a dominant force for, for the Xfinity race as well. And, you know, talked about Ed tomorrow's race in Atlanta with the um, – the the Cup Series. Tony Donahue for the Tony Dcop Podcast joins us coming up. We're going to be talking about the NBA Finals, how that's shaping up with the Phoenix Suns and the Milwaukee Bucks. Also going to be uh, touching in and checking in on IndyCar. we got some races coming up here in August in Nashville as well. My name is Tom Marquez, Del Presidente. Be right back right here on the Balance Radio Network. Kickstop, midnight, teapot, jack in her cherry coat pound. Mama and daddy put the roots right here. This where the car broke down.
0: Yellow dog school bus, kicking up red bus, kicking us up by Barbara Finn. MTV on the RCA. The Air National Guard is a reserve component of the United States Air Force and serves alongside active duty Air Force members in times of a national crisis. In addition, the Air Guard serves the state and local community in a wide range of capacities. The reason people join the Air Guard is as diverse as our members and includes such reasons as a deep desire to serve their country, money for college, travel, new job skills, and the pride that goes along with belonging to the greatest military organization in the world. I joined because I felt a calling to serve my country, but I didn't want to be a far away from my family, so the Indiana Air National Guard was a perfect fit for me. With over 95 different career opportunities to choose from and 100% paid college tuition to any state-funded college, why not give us a call? Call 1-800-841-3103 or visit online at goang.com to find out more. Again, that's 1-800-841-3103. The Air National Guard, guarding America, defending freedom.
2: When you don't go to Geico.com, car insurance can be confusing, like... Swedish techno-confusing.
1: Bark, bark, meow, meow. Dance with me, purple cow. Bark, bark meow, meow. Ooh, you lovely cow. Ooh.
2: Geico makes it easy. With 24-7 access, all you have to do is go to geico.com and you can save money on car insurance. It just makes sense. Unlike, you know... Dance with me, purple cow. I like your mood. When you don't go to geico.com, car insurance can be hard. Like early 90s heavy metal heart. I'm yelling
1: and screaming and I'm loud.
2: Roar. Geico makes it easy. You can review and update your policy or report a claim on geico.com or the Geico mobile app. Because shouldn't we all have a little less stress in our lives? I'm not even upset about anything. Morning face. You get is when you don't sleep well. This is what happened to Linda. Morning,
0: morning. guys. Good morning. Ah, What is that thing?
2: It's me, Linda. Oh, my God, it talks. Run. No, it's me, Linda, from HR. It looks hungry. Save the children. Save them. Stay back. I've got mates. Ow. They're in my eyes. We're moving. It's called beauty sleep for a reason.
1: fresh roasted, so I um, don't you know. Well, it is fresh roasted. So. I, don't, I don't think you know what that means. You know what this is? This is Masa Le Kwa which of course in the Indonesian language, oh, let me finish. In the Indonesian language, it's weasel coffee. You just made that up. No, it's been passed through their digestive tract. That's disgusting. And then it's nature's wet processing. Yeah, but is it good? I mean, it's all right. Are they investor philanthropists, do they support good causes? Yeah, tons of causes. Veterans causes and first responder causes, but it doesn't matter because they make good coffee. So that's what I'm wanting. Do you have any? You know what? Actually, I'm I'm just going to order it They make it freshly yeah, roasted. Okay. Right. Black Rifle Coffee. It's good.
3: Right now,
2: I just need you to get real loose. Get comfortable. Grab your loved ones or grab your love partner. And if you're by yourself, no worries. Just follow after me. Yeah. I wanna do the two step Then cowboy boogie.
0: Grab your sweetheart.
2: You're back to the balance. My name is Tom Mark LaSalle, Presidente. A 917-898516 is our digits. Thank you to Steve Wilson from Speedway Digest, uh, editor in chief of SpeedwayDigest.com, and our official NASCAR contributor talking with us a little bit what was going on in Knoxville last night. We had some drama at the end of that race. Hopefully they get all that sorted out when you got a dirt race and you've got and you're in overtime. Yeah, got to look at this single file restart. If not, we're just going to have issues. Also talking about the Xfinity race happening this afternoon, Saturday. Uh, certainly you can catch that on NBC Sports. I uh, will look for Kyle, uh, but Kyle Bush to be a complete dominant in that race. Uh, but we also look for a lot of issues with that track this weekend in Atlanta with the way that the surfaces. Well, lack thereof, if you will. And I know a lot of people like the different types of tracks. And, you know, Steve uh, broke down that, hey, when they do that resurfacing, they're going to actually probably end up having to take a piece of the groove off, which, you know, a lot of drivers like that groove. They like to find their groove, if you will. So uh, we'll see how that plays out. Obviously, uh, we look at uh, Kyle Larson uh, certainly being first in the, in the uh, standings, and we look at this uh, as we get into our playoff uh, projections of what's going on. We're standing by for Tony De- uh, Donahue from the Tony D. Podcast. want to get into this conversation about the NBA Finals, and that certainly is the Phoenix Suns uh, found a way to go 2-0 and against the Milwaukee Bucks. So we'll get into that conversation, which is kind of standing by for him. Uh, you know, the, the great thing about our show is it's the podcast. So if you're listening to our podcast, you're not listening to anything that's edited down or chopped down or trimmed or, or what have you. You actually are listening, for, for better or for worse, you're listening uh, to the show just exactly how it plays out. If you are listening to us on the podcast, whether it's the Apple Podcast or... Uh, you know, tune in or Stitcher or where, wherever you might be listening to us at, uh, you can certainly uh, hit like. And it, every time we we drop a show, which will be typically within minutes of the of the show, we will it'll be available to you. Again, standing by for Tony Donahue, but let's get into some of these this conversation about what's going on with the NBA uh, with the NBA Finals and what's what what are we looking at? And certainly, how you know, less than one year after the Miami Heat bounced the Milwaukee Bucks from the 2020 postseason, the Bucks had a chance to avoid a second meeting in the 2021 playoffs. Hosting Miami in the last weekend of the season, the Bucks could have uh, rested their players and given the Heat a free pass to move up in the standings uh, and likely drawn a matchup in either New York or Atlanta. But uh, after the busts, rolled over their options, and countless conversations were shared uh, from the locker room to ownership and front office, what have you, blah 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 blah. Who had gone through the bubble? After going through the bubble experience, and, you know, what a going talking going back to that. I digress a little bit, but how cool is it to be out of this bubble? How cool is it to be yeah, having the finals? Uh, it's certainly a different time frame. I think we're used to having it a little bit later in the year, or uh, it, it, at least. But, hey, you know, we'll take it as it is. But basically, the Bucks have made it to uh, the NBA finals. And uh, so we'll see what happens. But they have been struggling against the uh, the Phoenix Suns. And, you know, it, like I said, it's happening a month later than what we're used to. It uh, in July and not June. But the 2020, 2021 – I cannot talk. The 2021 NBA Finals are finally here, and we have the schedule. We know what's going on, and so you know t- tomorrow, I should say, it gets back and the Suns are at the Bucks, and the the Suns have a 2-0 lead over the Bucks. And you know Chris uh, Chris Brown and uh, uh, I'm sure I said that name wrong, but anyway, <laughs> it's Saturday morning. Like I said, you get this uh, show live for what it's worth. Uh, but uh, but the, basically, the Milwaukee Bucks have have reached it without Giannis uh, for the final couple of games. And now the Bucs are in in the franchise's first finals since 1974. Milwaukee's only title came in 1970. The Phoenix Suns had missed the playoffs 10 straight years, had missed the playoffs 10 straight years, and fought through some health issues of their Chris Paul uh, missing the first two games of the Western Conference Finals uh, to reach the finals. Since Charles Barkley uh, wore their uniform. That gives you an idea of how long it's been since there's been a showing of, of the Phoenix uh, Sun. We talk about Chris Paul. Chris Paul has been on multiple teams. And, you know, I, I think he's a magnificent leader. Certainly, uh, you know, uh, fills that point guard position very, very well. And, and that's where we've seen the emergence of uh, what we call our new superstars, not necessarily the big mans like the Shaquilles. Those are, those are still very valid people to look at on the team, but our superstars, the people who are leading these teams to championships are your Chris Pauls. Uh, So, I mean, he's a leader. I I mean, certainly, you know, in in that type of of scenario, sometimes you have uh, different types of personalities that don't always uh, uh, mesh, but, you know, that aside, he is a great, great uh, leader for the Phoenix sun. The, The sun started the series as favorites, uh, to win it all uh, with the Bucks basically being the underdog, uh, but that may change, especially after tomorrow, if the Milwaukee Bucks can find a way to come back and win at home over the next two days, uh, uh, with the with the next two days, the J- 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 July 11th and 14th, so Monday and Tuesday, and that uh, that'll tie the series up. Going back to, I mean, that'll tie the series. Yeah, I'll tie the series at two, going back to Phoenix on July the 15th. So we'll see. Will this go seven games? At this point, I'd say it's highly unlikely. Uh, but we'll see what's going on again. And we are efforting to try to get a hold of um, Tony Donahue. Um, he may have gotten caught up with something, something else. You can join us here for the last remaining minutes of the show. Um 917-889-8516 is our digits. And uh, we'll continue on our, our, our conversation uh, about the, the, the Suns and uh, the um, the Milwaukee Bucks and what's going on with there. Um, <clears throat> well, look, let's just uh, digress a little bit, if you will, and just kind of uh, uh, go into some of just the news across the board this week and, and see what's going on in the sports as, as we are uh, waiting to hear from. Tony, uh, but that's okay. We we won't publicly shame him, I promise. So, you know what's happening in some of the breaking news that we saw this week and the MLB Hoyer amidst the the harsh reality that the Cubs will sell at deadline. Uh well <laughs> you know everybody knows I'm I'm not a huge Cubs fan. Uh The Chicago Cubs snapped an 11-game losing streak with an 8-3 win over the Philadelphia Phillies on Wednesday. They lost again to the Phillies on Tuesday with Chicago's season slipping away. Uh, President of Baseball Operations Jed Hoyer acknowledged the harsh reality that the Cubs will likely have to tell at the trade deadline, which is a shift from their previous stance of wanting to be buyers this month. Uh, obviously not selling this team, but certainly selling uh, what uh, stock that they have to get some good players within the trade, and they happen to give away players that uh, that they're, they're they're looking at there. So we'll we'll see how that that plays out. Also, 95% of Bronco players have at least one vaccine shot. I mean. We've talked about this. I mean, it's unfortunate that we're still talking about people getting the vaccine. I heard some crazy stories. I mean, I get it. I know that the stories are out there, and I know what people are talking about. I heard a story this week where somebody actually got uh, the, the virus from somebody who had been vaccinated. Um, I don't know all the gist of that story, but So, yes, there is that possibility, especially with the NFL. I mean, I don't know what the percentage of the players across the board that isn't vaccinated is, but, you know, 95% of the Bronco players have at least one vaccine shot. So we'll see what happens there. Cam Newton, uh, 2016 shoulder injury, affected him for years. He was looking like he might have some issues this year. So – He's not going to be a Tom Brady. He's just not. And even though he's wearing the Patriots uh, uniform now, uh, the New England's Patriots quarterback Cam Newton says an inquiry to his uh, throwing shoulders suffered in 2016 took years to heal and change has changed the way he played football. Well, I get it. And this, certainly we had that issue uh, with with Peyton Manning as far as being able to to play at your caliber. But was he ever at the caliber? And I'm not just saying this because he's wearing a Patriots uniform. Okay, I am, really. Uh, No, not really. Yeah, really. Uh, The former MVP posted a YouTube video on Friday that he filmed in September of 2021, in which he said he was just beginning to feel like his old self for the first time in years. Newton injured his uh, throwing shoulder in December of 2016 while trying to make a tackle after after threw an, uh, an interception. Newton says he's healthy. The last time I've been healthy that, uh, that I could document honestly was 2016 and 17, and that's just a fact. So we'll see how Cam Newton does in the, the uh, Patriots uniform again this year. So going on with the NFL talk, Deshaun Watson is training with Jordan Love and Justin Fields. Interesting. Uh, you know – the status of the Houston's quarterback, uh, Deshaun Watson, is really up in the air. And it is widely believed that he won't be permitted to play for any team uh, this fall while facing 22 uh, civil lawsuits, if you will, alleging acts of, of sexual assault and misconduct. Now, this doesn't mean the 25-year-old star signal caller can't mentor younger prospects. Um uh, Per Mark Lane of the Texas Wire, uh, Watson and pers- personnel quarterback trainer uh, Quincy Avery uh, were recently uh, spotted working with Fields, uh, working out with Green Bay Packers quarterback Jordan Love and Chicago Bears uh, r- rookie Justin Fields. So we'll see how how that plays out. You know, some other news in the NBA, uh, talking about uh, the Wolves. Uh, the Timberwolves, the Minnesota Timberwolves are not willing to include D'Angelo Russell and Ben's, in a Ben Simon said trade talks. The Minnesota Timberwolves are reportedly interested in Ben Simmons, according to the Athletics. Uh, and the Timberwolves are likely to be in the mix for, for several players on the trading block, including the Philadelphia 76 Sixers guard. However, Minnesota has no intention of making D'Angelo Russell a part of any trade package. The Timberwolves have reportedly viewed Russell as a crucial part of their core and want to keep it that way. Uh, So we'll we'll see how that plays. Certainly we're we're coming into the the trade world of what's going on in the off season for anybody that's not with the Phoenix Pounds or the uh, Milwaukee Bucks, their off season is going on now. And so, you know, we'll we'll see how, how that plays out. My name is Tom Marcos, El Presidente, 917 You know, uh, we, we're we going to keep an eye on the Olympics. We'll talk a little bit about the Olympics. I know that's coming up. I know there's a, a lot of things that are, that are going on with that. Uh, but we will kind of – I like the Olympics. I mean, who doesn't like the Olympics? You know, here's the thing, guys. Let's not make this a political thing. I mean, every country has its faults. But if you're going to represent the United States of America, and you win a gold medal or a silver medal or a bronze medal, if you're on that podium, the United States flag, the respect that it deserves. I'll leave it at that. And let you guys pick it up from, uh, pick it up from there. Going back over to the NFL, uh, Bobby Wagner, um, uh, th- with the Seahawks, talking about the Seahawks issue with Bobby Wagner, Russell Wilson drama. Overblown, and it's water under the bridge. Anybody with inside information wants outsiders to know there's no longer any drama involving the Seattle Seahawks quarterback, Russell Wilson, and those running the organization. The one-time Super Bowl champion quarterback may have found himself frustrated uh, with the team's offense during the the offseason, but declared last month that he, he and head coach Pete Carroll are still friends. And on Friday, six-time on Friday, six-time first-team All-Pro linebacker Bobby Wagner attempted to pour cold water over any rumors regarding Wilson's alleged unhappiness. Well, of course, we don't want to be talking about Russell Wilson leaving the Seattle Seahawks. <laughs> NFL is just around the corner. I'm excited to talk about the NFL. Obviously, we're going to be having our Uh, annual uh, NFL fantasy football team here on the balance. We have that every year. Uh, So certainly it's free. Feel free to, we'll be getting that together over the next couple of weeks and get everything set up uh, for that. Uh, But if you want to join, we have limited amount of space and and certainly returning uh, players and owners have first rights to refusal. So we ask them first, are you going to play? So a lot of times we have very limited, if no, space available in our uh, fantasy football. So if you want to get in, you know, you know, just shoot us a, a message on Twitter or Facebook and we'll be glad to uh, address that. Uh, again, you know, thanks to Steve Wilson for joining us today. I, I'm not sure exactly what happened to Tony, uh, but, uh, you know, it was about, we're about time to wrap it up and put a bowl on today. Uh, Thank you, uh, Steve Wilson, for joining us and talking with us uh, about the truck series uh, out in in, uh, Knoxville, that dirt track uh, series. We haven't seen a dirt track uh, truck race since Aldora, uh, which was a Tony – or maybe still be a a Tony Stewart track. Yeah, so uh, good to see that happening. I'd like to see this happen more in – especially the Xfinity series. I know there's reasons for – not wanting to do that, but you know it would certainly be entertaining to have something like that. I know here in Indianapolis we have the the midget races on dirt out at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway at, on Brickyard weekend, a lot going on there, so a lot of excitement. And I think dirt just uh, dirt racing takes us back to our uh roots in racing, if you will. If you've been around racing, there's nothing better than going to a dirt track on the weekend and you know, watching these guys who who really, you know, they they work full time during the week and at night uh, they work on their weekend on their race cars and they race on Saturday and travel on Sunday. So it's kind of a, a an exhausting thing, but that's kind of where the roots are. Jeff Gordon, for example, uh, came from the Dirt Series. Uh, Dale Senior came from the Dirt Series. Uh, so certainly, that is there's is a lot of origin deep within uh, the roots of racing uh, with uh, dirt racing. And, uh, and, of course, we're going to be out in Atlanta, the Xfinity race in the in the uh, NASCAR Cup Series out in Atlanta uh, this weekend. Of course, we talked a little bit about the struggles that the Atlanta uh, Racetrack has as far as the surfacing of it needs to be resurfaced. A lot of things to go into that, not with just cost, but engineering and, 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 and planning with the race teams. So there's a lot that goes into it, but I think those conversations need to start happening, especially with a track as iconic and as fast as the Atlanta uh, Motor Speedway. And, and certainly we look at uh, – uh, with with the NASCAR uh, series, uh, Kyle Larson coming back and getting his second shot, you know, yeah, certainly no no need to harp on the past. Uh, certainly, I think he realizes the mistakes that he made, and I think he's 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 did the right things to earn that second chance, to earn that second opportunity, if you will. Uh, and so, you know, we were going to talk a little bit about IndyCar. Um, but uh, we probably are just going to have to put that on hold till uh, next week. One of the things I know we were wanting to talk about was the um, just some of the different role changes, but also um, moving to a, a race coming up in in uh, Nashville coming up in August. We wanted to talk about that. Um, so certainly, IndyCar is still on our radar. Uh, again, they've, they're on kind of a hiatus for a couple of weeks right now. Anyway, but we wanted to just make sure that we talked about that. So, IndyCar fans, we have not uh, forgotten you at all in in the least. Remember uh, to make sure you go to us on uh, Twitter. Follow us on Twitter at T Balance. Hit follow. If you're listening to the podcast, just go ahead and hit subscribe, like, and love, and so we know how cool you are and of course, you already know how cool we are. We're we're pretty freaking awesome, you know. We've got our black rifle coffee. We come to you every Saturday morning right here on the Balance Radio Network. Uh, also, uh, make sure that you follow us on Facebook. We post a lot of stuff on Facebook throughout the day, uh, random stuff from random uh, different sporting events. And certainly we post a lot of uh, stuff from our, our team members and, and things that, that's going on there as well. So we're going to be keeping our eyes on the west if you will uh, with the phoenix suns and milwaukee bucks uh, tomorrow uh, going to be at eight o'clock out in milwaukee we're going to be seeing how that series begins to take shape we got they're in milwaukee on on sunday and monday and then travel again next week and we'll see how that goes is there going to be a seven game series is that going to be necessary our eyes are going to be on it and certainly we'll be talking more in detail about it uh, next weekend as well my name is Tom Marcus El Presidente. Remember, don't drink and drive. It isn't cool. And uh, if, if you haven't gone to find us, which I, I can't imagine why you haven't done this, but if you haven't gone to any of our outlets and follow this, or you haven't went to uh, uh, Twitter and, and follow us, or you haven't downloaded any of our, our podcasts, let's get it done, people. Get it done, people it uh, We'd love to hear from you. My name is Tom Marquis El Presidente. I'm out of here. Don't drink and drive. Deuces. <laughs>